Looks like you're gonna get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. I bred everybody. <laughs> Here's to the new family. I don't know. <laughs> Got to have friends here. This place is slow death. Oh, we'll find something for you to do. Looks like you two have had quite a party. Here I I think that you should go home, too, because there's a bad person out here tonight. Okay. So go home and don't let anybody in. Okay. Hi. My God. Ah, that's horrible. How did they show that on TV? Mother Krampus. Mother Krampus. I was going to park there. Uh, yeah, I don't see any. He's working on an X-Men movie. Who? The director, Michael Doherty, of the original Krampus and Trick or Treat. Oh, well. Enough of that. We'll figure it out. We'll announce at the end of the show which Tree 3 is back in the swing. All right, you guys ready? All right. We are back. We survived it. The first holiday of the three that we're going to all endure. Maybe there's more, I don't know. But uh, hey, listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery. Thought you meant we survived blood rage. We did. <laughs> did we? Well. <laughs> did we? If you've seen Lost... That's you... not cranberry sauce, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say that four more times Yeah, the... on this episode. This is a real emergency. If the joke doesn't this land the first... is a real emergency. <laughs> a real, real emergency. <laughs> Get me my boyfriend. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast about horror movies. We're not professional critics. Uh, we are going to spoil the main attraction. We may it's or may not. It's not cranberry sauce, already. <laughs> See, Three spoil- more times. We spoiled that. And uh, what else? Um, thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. 
Um, find them on iTunes or Amazon where you can buy the music digitally. Say hi to them on Amazon. Yeah, really. Say hi to them on Facebook. Say hi to them on Amazon. <laughs> With your dollars. <laughs> With your internets. Yes, on Cyber Monday. Say hello. With your money. With your monies. Your internet monies. Your sweet, sweet internet bucks. <laughs> hey, can I can I buy that with exposure? All right. So having said all that, say hi to them on Facebook where they are. The moon hyphen rays. Okay. Uh, what did we all watch since last time? I watched Blood Rage. <laughs> Is that twice. It? What about Noir Vember, Will? I watched Blood Rage <laughs> twice. It's kind of a noir, isn't it? <laughs> I watched Blood Rage. <laughs> How many times? Twice. <laughs> Shit. All uh, the way through twice. <laughs> are, you, are you starting to feel like you've been cheated? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. The first time. Uh, both times, I would think. No, the movie really, really uh, just opens up when you watch it a second time. Mm-hmm. I got- when you know, when you don't have to worry about where am I going with this and who these people are. <laughs> um, and you can just have your eyes face it mm-hmm. and drink it in. <laughs> oh, it- man. Wow. <laughs> Nothing else? That's it? Just Blood Rage? Twice. Every night. For a week. <laughs> Fuck. Didn't you you watch No Noir? I've watched No Noir. We watched a show called Mayday, which was a kind of long form part in my murder. Mm-hmm. It was pretty entertaining. Um, uh, what else did we watch? Did you watch any... Tra- oh, I watched Blood Rage mm-hmm. twice. Did you watch any traditional Thanksgiving stuff? Uh, Blood Rage was not traditional Thanksgiving. Well, your own traditions. I know this is a new tradition now. I can it tell. It is now. Um, I'm just going to watch Blood Rage for all holidays. <laughs> you know, if you stuck Thanksgiving in your eyes, you wouldn't be so bummed about having watched Blood Rage twice. Mm. It says I'm bummed out about watching Blood Rage twice. <laughs> I sat through it twice, all the way through. It must have been pretty good if you watched it twice. Yeah. It was something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I watched anything else. I know I did, but yeah, it's not important. It's not. Julian, go ahead. I, I watched a noir. What'd you watch? Uh, Somewhere in the Night. You know that one? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't know that I've watched it. Uh, it's got one. John Hodiak in it. I really what, like what happened. He's uh, uh this, this came out in '46, and he, he's this um he's been in the uh, Pacific War and he's okay. taken a grenade and he's lost his memory. Uh huh. And uh, so he wakes up in hospital and and uh, they're patching him back together and uh, they uh he he understands that his name is George Taylor. Yeah. Gets back to he the. Uh, his his stuff has been sent ahead or something, so they found out that he's from Los Angeles, and so he gets back to the city and he starts piecing together who he was. All he knows to start with is the, the George Taylor, and he's got this letter from somebody who is disgusted with him. He's done something terrible. Mm, nice. And uh, and then you get all like the character actors and the the nightclubs and. The, 
Excellent. Bon Fatal, isn't it? It's, it's just great dialogue in it. Oh, he can't, he can't narrow down who it was he would have disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> he's disgusted he, he, so many people. He, yeah, he's, so he's, he kind of, he, want, he really wants to find out who he is and what happened. And at the same time, you know, it's something bad and he probably, he's probably not going to like it like. when he gets there. He shouldn't do so it. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, memento and all those. Reasons. Damned if you do, damned yeah. if you don't. But uh, yeah, I, I love the dialogue in this movie and uh, especially the repartee. Like when, when there's like the, there's these two women who, one one's obviously like a prostitute and the other one's like this woman who works in a nightclub. But when they when they get together and they're trading barbs, it's hilarious. Nice, it's really funny. And there's stuff that, like like Emily was wondering how they got away with the dialogue. Ah, oh. um, innuendo. Oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> an out innuendo. There's, there's one bit where the uh, the the prostitute comes in the room and uh, they're like trading quips, and uh, she goes, "I get it," and uh, the other woman goes. Well, if it's around, you probably will. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that, that one's entertaining. Um, last night we watched uh, Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. You, you saw that one. At the I went and watched it in the theater, yeah. Yeah. I liked it in 3D enough that mm. I thought it was too long for one. Right. So it was like two and a half hours long or Is something. It? Yeah. It, it seemed it like it was really, dull. really long in one of those movies where they're constantly racing mm-hmm. to the next scene mm-hmm. but you never feel like there's any real yeah, goal no there there's yeah. no yeah there's no storyline you always like just feel like you're waiting for the movie to engage in yeah. some of those <laughs> yeah there's a whole bunch of cul-de-sacs and then yeah and then finally get back to the main plot after like, a couple oh, of hours okay. it's like oh. what did you think of the the aliens that took them uh uh, they take Laureline oh, hostage yeah. where they were like fishing. <laughs> like, wow, could these be any more racist <laughs> and not be like actually racist? Yeah. Um, but some of it was entertaining. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like dazzling. It looked amazing. And I love the bit where they're in like three levels of reality there mm-hmm. where they're in that desert city. Yeah. That marketplace that exists yeah. in one dimension and then right. there's another dimension below that. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was fun to, to watch it. But like, uh, see all these reviews saying how the, uh, the lead characters are dull and mm-hmm. unengaging, but like, um, yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't. Do, the movie didn't do it well. But in the in the original comics, yeah, he's deliberately this boring guy who follows all the rules, mm-hmm. and then she's the one who comes in with like acting intuitively and yeah, you know, not sticking to the rules and acting out of her heart and stuff like that. Yeah. she's she's like a she's like a medieval woman or something, something like that. I read one of them and I picked up like in the middle of the series okay so i think it was book two or three and there were things that were either unexplained or would remain unexplained like some of the french comics i read where it's i was talking about that at uh uh at the bookshop with a a french tourist who was here in denver Mm -hmm. because why not (laughs) (laughs) uh 
but uh, he he was telling me that you know a lot of those stories have a bunch of subtext that I'm probably not getting. Okay. So, like Tardy's stuff with uh, what is her name Adele oh, yes, something yeah. or other. Yeah, you read the yeah. yeah, you read them and you're like, wow, this <laughs> could have just been in French because there seemed to be I a lot of things that I'm not getting here mm-hmm. or maybe they're just not there. I don't really know if it's, you know, uh, problems with the storytelling or right. what. Yeah, so, uh, you know, quite a few of the Valerian books have come out here, so mm-hmm. I'll reread them. Yeah, I'd like to get some. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Not yeah. as much fun as The Fifth Element, but... right entertaining enough i guess yeah yeah I, I, a little too long right uh yeah so uh what's that uh atomic blonde mm-hmm. oh, what did you think of that? Saw it. yeah i enjoyed it yeah that's another good looking movie that didn't really engage me well yeah it it, it doesn't have a whole lot of soul but it's flashy mm-hmm. and they spent a lot of money on the soundtrack right right so like instead of some no name song going in place of what they should have spent money on. They're just like, nope, we paid for the cure. <laughs> nope, we paid for Susie and the Banshees or yeah. what you know, whatever the songs were. You should all just steal the soundtrack from Blood Rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um full disclosure, I did a tryout for the when Anthony Johnston was doing the comic. And uh, he he was right not to pick me. It was, it was pretty stiff what I did, but um yeah, so it was a comic that came out at least five years ago now. Atomic Blonde was? Atomic Blonde? Yeah. It was, oh. It was, a, it was a comic called Cold City. Mm. I knew it was a comic, but I've never heard of it. Um, yeah. Um, so so this one was directed by David Leach, who's like this. Uh, he's a stunt coordinator, mm. which is why I love the stunts in it. Uh, pretty amazing. Mm, yeah. Well, there, the, you know, it's, it's very much in the mold of like old boy and the raid. Mm. You know, there's like continuous scenes, except in in the raid, they'd actually do a continuous scene, and they wouldn't patch it together with CG the way you can tell it's done in Atomic Blonde. Oh, but uh, yeah, I found it kind of dull after a while. It's, mm. It was like. Uh, a romantic, stylish, uh, kind of, um, you know, someone who's watched all those Cold War movies, like, yeah, but it doesn't have the substance to it. Mm. And this, the, the scene that really lost me is when they go into the Alexanderplatz in um, East Berlin, and uh, she gets chased into a cinema, which is showing Stalker, <laughs> which is this Andre Tarkovsky movie. Okay, you heard of that? But uh, yeah, she she like uh, stops the movie. Um, she like sets off alarms. Oh, I was just like, ah, oh, how can you do that? Was it a case of not of showing a better movie in your movie? Yeah, yeah, there, there was that, <laughs> and there was like the if the hero of a movie like stops a great movie. Mm. Was like, yeah, you lost my sympathy. Just uh, like in Twister, when uh, they're showing The Shining at the drive-in. <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh, this the timing is right. They're just going to get to the part where he says, I'll huff, I'll puff, and I'll blow your house mm-hmm. in. 
And Jack is saying that, oh, swinging okay. the axe as the tornado hits the screen and destroys it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, if you think about well, it. But fun. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. And it and it's sort of an homage, I suppose. You're but, like, why am, I, why am I not watching The Shining right yes. now instead of Twister? <laughs> well, it's got Bill Paxton in it, so The Shining doesn't. Can you imagine Bill Paxton as Jack Torrance? <laughs> that no. Would, that would be kind of awesome. I'm sorry. Back to the... That'd be, that'd be fun. Uh, all right. Um, Annabelle Creation, also from this year, David F. Sandberg. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you like it? Um, hmm. Did you Have you seen it? No. Do you uh, have anything to do with it? No. Because I'm really going to lay into it. I've not seen it. Uh, have you got any plans to see it? Probably not. <laughs> Spoil away. It's better than Annabelle. Is it better than any of the Chucky movies? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Do we uh, see Annabelle's feet at any time walking? No, but she does walk uh, uh, under a sheet at one point. Mm. Michael Myers did it first. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to see the uh, the traditional ghost in a sheet has had a comeback since Paranormal Activity 2. And a ghost story. Mm. A ghost story, which is on Amazon. Is it? It's neither, for rent. Neither of you uh, have seen it yet, right? No. Not yet. Oh. But I think I found a, an illegal stream to watch it if we okay. wanted to do that. So anyway, the so this is part of the uh, that whole franchise, the Conjuring yeah, the franchise, conjuring. which is now, thanks to this movie, has topped a billion dollars. How many movies are there? Like There's two four? Conjurings, two Annabelles. And... Paranormal Activity is that part of no. this? No. Okay, I was gonna say no. there's about seventeen of those. Anyway, there's, yeah, so there's like four movies and it's topped a billion dollars. Fuck. Wow. Uh, and this one's like really satisfied to be a, like a haunt movie. Yeah. So it, it gives you the setup, the backstory, and then it just, then it just jump scares and mm. you know people wandering around dark places and where they shouldn't be. Things coming out at them. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie. Um, so it, yeah, it's a bunch of uh, these orphan girls who. Um, so it, it's the uh, like the backstory of Annabelle. Annabelle. Um, so these orphans that end up at this house of this guy who used to be a doll maker, mm-hmm. and who's lost his Mine. daughter in oh. <laughs> tragic circumstances, and then there's there's rooms they're not supposed to go in. Hmm. And yeah, you can carry on from there. But uh, yeah, so this, uh, David Sandberg, he directed Lights Out. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it, it's good for jumps and chills. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's content with that, as I say. And, you know, um, it's got a teaser for The Nun at the end. Hmm. Oh, so boy. The Nun gets a spin off? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, shows too much. No. I, I, I thought you know things get too familiar by the end of it. So I, so I don't see them doing another Annabelle. But they will. <laughs> yeah, they probably yeah. will. I mean, with that much money, they're going to go to that well until it's dry. Speaking of series which <laughs> which went <laughs> deep into the ground, watched uh, Jaws: The Revenge. Oh, good lord! Is that really? Jaws Four. Yeah. The wow. Nineteen eighty-seven, which was a great year for movies. Yeah. What was that other movie that came out in 87? In 87? Oh, God. You saw it twice this week. Actually, that movie was made in 1983. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh. Yes. 
So it that's even why it says in the credits because I watched it twice, all the way through <laughs> twice. Um, and it's got the Olympic banner from '84. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, so it's, it's copyrighted '83 right. and '84 mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. But anyway, Jaws, Jaws the Revenge. I've seen this before. I had no conscious memory of it. Whatsoever. Yeah, I know I watched it, but yeah. It was... <laughs> Have you seen it? No. So it's <clears throat> it's like it's got such a bad reputation, but. Uh, this is it's not a, like a terrible movie in the sense of being poorly made you know the director is no. Joseph Sargent who yeah. did Taking the Pattern 1, 2, 3 and Colossus yeah. Forbin Project which are excellent movies but uh, this was his last movie but it, it was obviously one of those movies that no one was in control of it who should have been <laughs> yeah it's kind of nobody a... wanted this movie no. nobody wants to be in this movie like michael kane was is in it and he says he's never seen it yeah he and... it bought him a nice house right and that's yeah the only reason he did it yeah that's his quote is saying like i've heard it's terrible but i love the house it bought <laughs> yes um, in, in the so so the movie's uh set around christmas so it's a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Oh, there we, there's our third winter movie. And then uh, Jaws the Revenge. The novelization apparently it's a voodoo movie. Really? Because <laughs> they uh, they oh, I the think family I wrongs uh, an obeyer man and he he his revenge on them is setting the shark on them. Oh, which makes sense. Wow. But anyway, this just just makes no sense at all. There's like there's no nothing resembling logical human or shark behavior in this movie. So when we talked about removing the shark from Jaws two, and it's about a guy who's lost his mind. Yeah. Was, what if we remove the shark from Jaws: The Revenge? You'd have a bonkers mother because she's gone. She's she like so she's in Amityville and her like her son turns up and and so she's like all sad about you know uh, uh, in the meantime her husband's died of a heart attack mm-hmm. so she's lost two of the men in her family to a shark and then uh then a survivor comes up with his family and he invites her down uh are they going to stay in a hotel and the country no <laughs> in, a boat? Stay on, in, a, in his beach house in the bahamas yeah <laughs> naturally and, and uh she's going to tell him to stay away from the water and of course like nobody does he he goes out you know he's diving for snails and uh jeez <laughs> you, Ma- you got Mario Van Peebles pretending he's a Jamaican oh that's great oh, why why yeah <laughs> he's doing this his take on a Jamaican accent so is this a recommend <laughs> it, it's I wouldn't it, it's so uh, it's so dull. There's like there's a huge stretch of it where you're like it, it, there's constant talking, so much talking, but nothing's happening. Yeah, the complaints I had as a kid about literally every movie. Where's the monsters? There's a bunch of talking. Yeah, come on. Oh, you get this big rubber shark at the end. They show way too much of the rubber shark. Oh, but uh, and and on the ending's super ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they shot several endings but, and they uh, went with the best <laughs> um all right uh silent night gotta see those killer santa movies all right apparently um, this is the sixth one you this, said? this is i'm told it's silent night deadly night six this is from 2012 directed by sean stephen miller 
Um, this has got uh, Malcolm McDowell as the sheriff, Jamie yeah. King as the deputy, Donald Logue as one of the uh, sort of foul mouth centers in town. Did they pay Malcolm McDowell enough to buy a lovely house? <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's pretty out there in this one. In the in the grand tradition of Englishmen uh, doing shitty movies for strictly <laughs> this one's buckets of money. This one delivers on your gore, your your Santa themed killings. Okay. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying it's really good. Uh, Donald Logue is he's always funny. He's just he's he's just this guy who goes off at Christmas at every opportunity. Uh, but. Um, yeah, this was almost, it, you know, like My Bloody Valentine, they they have the small town and it's kind of, the you know, the mining community. Mm-hmm. And, they, and you kind of buy them as actual people, you know, it's an actual, you know, they, they all know each other and they're struggling. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's got a bit of, bit of weight to it, so you care about them. And this one is almost there. You've got this town where, like, the local business has dried up, so... A lot of the populace going into like sleazy things like uh, the shooting porn or dealing drugs or something. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but it doesn't really make much of it. Mm. Uh, and, the, you know, there's too much unrealistic you know, characterization in it. But, uh, you know, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, Wish Upon from this year. Wish Upon. Is it Wish Upon dot dot dot? Or just wish upon. Wish upon. That's uh, not a complete thought. This is directed by John Leonetti, who did Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, really light stuff. This is like tween audience. Oh, okay. Like, if you like, if Ouija was was too Oops. horrific for you, then try Wish Upon. Uh, it's got good people in the cast, like um, Sherilyn Fenn is this neighbor. Mm-hmm. Who spends most of her time chopping up vegetables and putting it down as a disposer? <laughs> okay, I'll um, watch her do that. Uh, Sydney Park is in it. She's Cindy in Walking Dead. She's fun. Okay, uh, but it, it is so like I mean, watched it all the way through. So it wasn't unbearable. Uh, so there's this like uh, they get hold of a Chinese box which gives you seven wishes. Oh, no gremlins pop out, nor do any Cenobites. Exactly. <laughs> or if you watch Rick and Morty, no Meeseeks pop out of it either. So you know. mm. it's not um, a new idea is all I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, so there's this like, demon called Waigui, and like, after seven wishes, it gets your soul. Oh. And so you get this like high school girl who gets hold of this box, and she blows through her wishes, making wishes to benefit herself, and mm-hmm. gets various people killed in the process. Naturally. Yeah. It's, so. it, it's a, it's a no-win People just have to know that. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my you know, not not a very good week, really. Overall, uh, I think I may have had a better week than that. Um, at some point, I did finish prom night because I know I was watching it in fifteen minute increments until I fell asleep and then went, "Damn it!" Uh, came back and watched the last forty five minutes of it at some point in time. Uh, not entirely surprised by the ending. Um, I'll just say that uh, you know. It, sort of presented as a whodunit slasher not really that mysterious um i remember, but, remember watching it a long time ago and i couldn't match who it's supposed to have been with which who, kid who, who was in the mask because the body didn't fit at all right that too it's like well it's not one of the girls but it is one of the guys but 
yeah, you're right. The body didn't match. Uh, I did, you know, it was serviceable. Mm. So I can say, if you want to watch Prom Night, go ahead. I have not seen My Bloody Valentine, because uh, you mentioned that earlier, right? Mm. Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, okay. So there's a few of these I've never seen. Prom Night was one of them I finally saw. Yeah, it, and check it's like, out My Bloody Valentine. It wasn't wrong to not ones. bother. You know, it was not that great. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anyone listening is going to disagree strongly that... Oh, Prom you're Night's one of the worst, one of the best movies. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> are you familiar with the... Um, with the movies uh, Room 237, the documentary about uh-huh. Shining, mm-hmm. and The Nightmare, the one about sleep paralysis, yeah. and uh, the earlier one, The S from Hell. Yes, about the... The Screen Gems S. Screen Gems S, which I don't get, but... I thought it was a joke. Are where people are phobic about a logo. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there are people who are phobic about literally anything you can name, mm-hmm. but apparently it wasn't a joke. He did do that um with sincerity and all of the weird distant voices you're hearing are are recordings from phone calls where people talked about their actual phobias for uh the Screen Gems S logo. So Rodney Asher is the guy who made these movies. I watched a what's supposedly going to be a series called Primal Screen and it's again one of these things where they're talking to people who had like a a little freak out about something that was put in front of them. And I remember this from when I was a little kid, um, the movie Magic with Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins and a ventriloquist dummy. Uh, I remember the the uh, the trailer for that on yeah, the trailer's terrific. They played it on TV a lot, <laughs> a lot. And and these kids that well who are now adults, uh, but these people who were freaked out by it as kids were saying, yeah, it was on all the time. And they got to where they wanted to run out of the room. But one of these kids had had gotten for birthday and or Christmas gifts a couple of ventriloquist dummies and became very freaked out by them after the trailer freaked them out. Well, I remember the trailer being pretty freaky, but, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't terrified by it because I was, you know, maybe desensitized enough, um, but never saw magic. I wasn't okay. old enough to have seen it in the theater. It never played on TV. By the time there were video uh, rentals, why are you wasting them on magic? Right. There were plenty of other things you wanted to see. Yeah, I've seen it. I finally saw it. A long time ago. So I finally watched okay. magic because of that. So um, Primal Screen was interesting. This was on Shudder. Uh, and I think it's exclusive to Shudder right now. But uh, it was interesting. And I don't know what other episodes they're going to do. But that was the first and only one that was available. And I enjoyed it. But then I said, you know what? Magic's also on Shudder right now. So I watched it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Burgess Meredith, uh, he, he was yeah. great. Anthony Hopkins, very young, he was great. Um, who was the woman? Was it Anne? Not Anne Margaret. Who was the? Who was the actress in this? Maybe it was Anne Margaret. Yeah, let's see. I can pop it up on IMDb. I just had IMDb open earlier. But uh, I really enjoyed how it was shot and the story itself. There's a part where you finally go, all right. The dummy, it was Anne-Margaret. Anne-Margaret, yeah. Yeah. So the dummy was doing stuff, you know, because he reaches out and stabs the dude. And um, this is the only spoiler about magic I'm going to give you. This movie from 1978. When you think maybe the dummy actually moves his arm and stabs somebody, he's he doesn't. It's not him doing it. Oh. I know. Written by William Goldman. Who's that? 
Mm -hmm. he's, he's written lots of lots of things. He also did one of the books about Hollywood. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, one of the one of the dark stories of Hollywood kind of books. What's it called? Nobody in Hollywood knows anything. I forget what it's called. But... I don't remember. But that. worth. But it's worth looking up. Music by Jerry Goldsmith, so it's worth watching just for that. Yeah, it's a great looking, great sounding movie. Um, it was a good watch. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, then, you know, as a palate cleanser for having watched something good, I watched <laughs> Jeepers Creepers 3. Oh. Which is... Okay. Is it bad? Well, you know how in Jaws they showed the rubber shark at the end way too much? <laughs> yeah, they showed the rubber shark at the end of this way too much, too. Mm. There was a shark in this one? <laughs> there should have been. It would have made about as much damn sense. Are you, are you familiar with Jeepers Creepers, Will? Yes. Okay, so you know it's this... I've seen two of them. Yeah, I've seen the first two. It's a crazy truck with a crazy horn. I wouldn't go back to them now because of the scandal. Oh, yeah. And that's and that, yeah, basically the uh, the director was uh, uh, all about the, the young men, the little boys. He's, he's a creep. Some kind of pervert. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The movie industry's littered with them, apparently. Surprise! Anyway, I watched it. It was free on demand because apparently it's on Sci-Fi right now, which meant, oh wow, great commercials! Oh, oh you can't fast forward through them. Awesome. No. So, uh, all I could say is, quit showing the monster so damn much, and if the monster could quit sucking at what he does, uh, is he, is he not a good monster. I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's got. I can't even remember what it was, and I've seen two of them. It's it's a dude with like a floppy cowboy hat looking deal and uh, bat wings. That's right. He had bat wings. Kind of a weird patchy leathery face. Were they in a cornfield and yeah. both of them? The mm -hmm. second one just like the first one? Yeah, and the third one just like the first two. Damn. Yeah. So he's pretty invincible until you figure out how to, you know, put him down and... Then he pops back up, and by the time he, by the time anything happens, you're so bored with it. Like, <laughs> it, it, stuff keeps happening, but you're just like, oh, God, really? You know, you just showing me the same thing again. And uh, he's got like all these impossible booby traps on the on the bread van that he drives around. Yeah. There's all kinds of blades and spikes that shoot out if you try to escape it. So he's, he wow. he can appear like every twenty three years and feed. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that, that's a really novel idea. So then Wind River, which came out this year, was really good. It's yeah. the one with Jeremy Renner, and he's on a res up in uh, Wyoming. Yeah. It's actually really good. Okay. Yeah, I can recommend that one. Um, it's it's pretty somber. It's It's got like a, a dour mood to it, but it keeps moving, and it's there's a lot of man versus the elements because of the snow. Hmm. So, uh, that part of it is just like, if, yeah, if you're not prepared, the, the elements will kill you. And he's trying to, uh, help solve, uh, a murder of a young girl who's, um, who's been found, uh, in the snow. And she was obviously running from some people who were doing her harm or trying to do more harm to her. And, uh, he's, his job is basically to hunt, wildlife that's that's uh bad for livestock and humans so if there's a mountain lion or something you know wolves what have you he's the one they hire to go and hunt those things and 
and put a stop to whatever they're killing. Hmm. And so he's in the middle of that when this girl is found and he's asked to help. And uh, it's it's not outlandish how they enlist his help, which is, you know, it's there's not a whole lot of uh, posturing and nonsense that they do in movies. Does he have a bow and arrow? He has a rifle. <laughs> I don't think he shoots any arrows, but he's really good with a rifle. Wow. Um, then I watched this uh, documentary on Netflix called Beltraki, the Art of Forgery, and pardon me if I'm not pronouncing the man's last name right, and it's about this magnificent art forger who uh unbeknownst to him uh had used some this is kind of a spoiler but not a big one but he he used something that gave him away uh that comes later in the movie but uh he is so good at art forgery that the experts can't tell and it behooves them to not tell because if this thing is all green lighted on its way to an auction and it gets auctioned and gets bought lots of people get paid so it's not a matter of them looking the other way. It's a matter of they could dig really deep with maybe electron microscopes or something, but he was really just that good at it. And I, I don't think he does it much anymore, but uh, he it, it pretty much tells you first thing in the movie that he's on his way to jail in the movie. He's got to go do some prison time. But uh, I think he says at the end of the movie that he did over 300 forgeries and he could have done a couple thousand if he would really wanted to, but he's really good. And it's interesting mm. to watch. It sh- he does show some of his process. So that's a, you know, that's a good one to watch. If you enjoy painting or paintings or watching things about criminals, All right. technically a criminal. So enough about what we've watched. Uh, let's talk about this little gem. Uh, your two-time favorite, Blood Rage. Will, what'd you think? I didn't watch it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you did too. <laughs> I watched it twice. Ah, uh, boy. It, it popped up as Slasher on, mm-hmm. uh, on... On Amazon, it comes up as Slasher. Came up that way on, uh, on Shutter also. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I watched it on YouTube and it was Slasher. Okay. <laughs> the title card came up and everything. Yeah. But uh, the first time I watched it was a fan at it because somebody went in and took all the uh, gore scenes from the videotape copy. I am guessing they released this on DVD or maybe TV at some point, And it was heavily censored and it was mm. only available on VHS. So it looked exactly like... Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the edited one came out as Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Didn't mm. it? Yeah, Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Yep, that's another name for this yep. thing. Yep, I have that too. Um, but the, the one one I saw looked pretty intact. Yeah, the the what? yeah the copy I watched last night was uh, essentially the cleaned up version of the fan edit I watched. But yeah, the fan edit was from a couple of years ago. Now, we all decided to watch this because it's set on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving has little to do with this thing. Well, that's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> really adds to the Thanksgiving feel. It does, doesn't it? Oh, I forgot to mention in my list of recently watched, I watched about 15 or 20 minutes of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Unbearable. <laughs> Unbearable. Huh? Unbearable. This is like if... 
a bunch of idiots tried to make a trauma movie, but make it worse than a trauma movie. <laughs> it may even be a trauma movie for all I know, but it just sucked. Yeah. Trauma's no good. No, it's not. And this was even worse than that. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Killing. Don't waste your time. Unless you want to just watch something so bad that you can't believe how bad it is. Like, it's an evil turkey that's hunting and killing people. And breaking the fourth wall, looking right at the camera, and a lot of winky, smart-assy things it's got to say. Mm. Yeah, it even rapes... sounds awful. It kills a guy who's having sex with a woman and then rapes her. Mm. A turkey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that tells it's a her... a pretty evil turkey. Yeah. Tells her, you just got stuffed. Man. And Trump pardoned this turkey? <laughs> it's exactly the kind of turkey that Trump would play be <laughs> and or pardon and or pardon it didn't have shitty enough hair to be trump but uh if any could listeners we just elect a turkey next time we did but yeah we could we elected no, a, just... a rotten pumpkin now we can elect a turkey yeah yeah sure i don't see any reason we can't anyway sorry back to uh so set on thanksgiving which doesn't matter except for the cranberry sauce no. joke um does he use the carving knife from a turkey to kill anyone? No, but he does kill someone with a fork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's something. Um, also, they went to the movies on Thanksgiving 1974. Yeah, apparently. But it didn't. It looked fairly warm. It looked like the summer because everybody was in shorts well, it was... and whatnot. And then it cuts to 10 years later. Is it the same day? Is it exactly 10 years later? That's what I'm asking. It seemed like it, but this says, uh, the information I have anyway, um, says it was filmed in 1984 in Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. So if it was set in Florida, then yes. Sure, it's no problem. Yeah. So it could have been Thanksgiving. Yeah, totally. Um, Ted Raimi was in it. Mm -hmm. Ted Raimi was in it. He's the only person that's been allowed to continue making movies after this thing. Yeah. Uh, he was selling condoms. Yeah. That was about as good as the movie got, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, that, that having, um, having some uh, stuff set around the swimming pool, you know, maybe that later informed the uh, let the right one in uh, swimming pool scene. Maybe. There's big influence on cat people. Yes. Big influence yeah. on cat Retroactively. <laughs> I want a f- not a fan edit because I'm not a fan of this movie. But uh, where you cut out everything but the mom's parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you call it, get me my boyfriend. And uh, yeah, I mean. When, when she's going on about this is a real emergency. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wanted to, to put it to edit it into like shellac's uh end of radio yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the, the uh, flashback to 10 years earlier i don't know if they tried to like cover her up with a lot of makeup to make her look younger the de-aging didn't work yeah, who, who uh, is this person apparently she was up for saturday night live but they didn't oh really i don't know anything said... about her um, yeah, I didn't print out the cast information. It mentions them, like, maybe in here somewhere. I, I didn't recognize anybody as, like, Ted Raimi and a whole bunch of blondes. Yeah, yeah. that's about what it was. Um, 
Yeah, the the uh, so the the mom is at the drive-in with her her new boyfriend or just a date, and yeah. the boys are asleep in the back, so uh-huh. they're gonna start getting it on. It seems like they're gonna actually have sex with the boys in the car with them, and they wake up and jump out the back and then go and find an axe and one of them starts killing. Yeah, and blames the other one. Yeah, seems like kind of a sudden snap for this kid. <laughs> Usually they saw those two people having sex in a car. Yeah. Totally nude, and that made his little brain snap. Apparently. And that's why it's so important you can't show tits on TV. Right. <laughs> it's, it's proven it makes kids kill. It makes them crazy and murderous. Uh-huh. Nothing yeah. gets the blood rage going. You know. Like the naked body. But showing decapitations, no problem. That's fine. Yeah. Curb stomping a zombie, go right ahead. Yeah, okay. Boobs, forget it. Mm-hmm. Even though they have, like, nude weather casters and newscasters in Sweden. <laughs> and it's just because they're all nudists there. <laughs> it seems like maybe they are. Ah, welcome, listeners in Sweden. Um, yeah, so then, what, we get a flash forward or something shortly after that, I suppose? And the kid's out of the asylum? Yes. Why? We get the best doctor voiceover. <laughs> I, I like uh, the, the standards of entry into this asylum are, oh, he did it. Yeah. Like he was holding the axe when he found him. Yeah. Yeah. They believe the other ones. So. Yeah, so he gets put away for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But the doctor believes that he may be innocent. And she gives this really torturous narration. It does go on for quite a while. It goes on and it tells you things like, thanks to my conflict training, I was able to calm her down. (laughs) Although she was still quite angry. Right. She was more more measured. And then she says something stupid like, I didn't know how they would react because I'd never seen them together before. Like, a doctor really said that? Who wrote this crap? Not a doctor wrote this crap. Yes. Um, Uh, And I didn't realize the first time I watched it that there was a, that she brought him pie. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, what the fuck is in his hands? What is he? Because all of a sudden he had like goopy (laughs) crap in his hands and he throws (laughs) it at the wall. And I was just like, where did that come from? Was this art therapy or something gone wrong or? Oh, this is one of the things you pick up on after multiple viewings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because she says later, oh, I brought him pie. <laughs> A single piece of pie. Yeah. So mom doesn't understand that. Uh, well, let me, let me just really quick as an aside here say that uh, I remember one time that my brother and I were sitting in the car while my mom went in somewhere to pay a bill or do some bullshit at a bank. Buy a bra. Yeah, might as well. Uh, She was in a bank or some place to pay a bill, which for some reason in the 70s took for fucking ever. Yes, it did. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was sitting in the middle. My brother was sitting on the outside. He reaches across from me and starts honking the horn incessantly. Mm. And I'm trying to stop him. Like, it's not only aggravating to, you know, me and probably everyone else around, but embarrassing to my mom. And she comes out yelling at us after she's done paying the bill or whatever the bullshit was, you know, depositing something in a bank. And 
I was upset to be getting any part of the blame. And I said, he did it. And of course my brother said, he's lying. He did it. And rather than get to the bottom of who did it, my mom says, I don't care who did it. Knock that shit off or something to that effect. Yeah. Now, that has stayed with me over these years. You're both going to the asylum now. (laughs) That's how I feel about this. It's like, I don't care who did it. You're both going to the asylum. (laughs) Wait a minute. Maybe we should determine for sure who murdered whom with the axe. Mm -hmm. But no. Well, I believe Todd was in a catatonic state and couldn't defend himself. Maybe. Maybe he should have snapped out of it. I'll I'll learn more on my third viewing, I'm sure. (laughs) Right. So I can say that I'm not surprised by the wrong kid going to the asylum based on my own experiences. Do you Mm. get a double, double fee if you play two, if you play twins? Um, I would hope so. You know, (laughs) know, because now you, you've got two roles. Yeah. So I would hope. Yeah. You get hired to play not just one guy, but the other. Yeah. You should get paid twice. Think so. I doubt you do, especially in 1984 or three in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, yeah. So why do you think it sat on the shelf for a few years? Because it's crap. (laughs) There's no damn good action movies that that happened to. Yeah, but that was a lot of that was Golem Globus movies. Well, maybe just because like, there's all the backlash against slashers in the early 80s, so they had to wait a few years to mm. once, once home video kicked in. Yeah, that fresh, could be. Freshen it back up a little. <laughs> yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah, there, And there's no supernatural element to this movie, and I don't think you can. No, it's all yeah. real cranberry sauce. Yes. That's yes. not cranberry sauce. So um, pretty much after the movie kicks into gear it's just a whole lot of the one guy running around with a machete basically killing a lot of people, lot of people. i didn't count Let's i don't know what see. the i don't know what the body this count movie is this delivers on naked breasts and a body count yes it does and it's and the, the guy doing the gore is ed french okay what, what do we know ed french from? Uh, chad okay and okay. Uh, i think he did some of the Jackson's videos mm. might have done the torture one. I may not have ever seen Chud. No, maybe not. Man, it, it, there's two of them that came out around the same time. There's Chud, and then there's another one that's Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Um, and there's Chud. I and kid then you there's not. Chud too. Yeah, Chud too. Bud the Chud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. There's, there's another one. There's another one uh, that came out the same time as Chud. Like, uh, oh. What's Chud stand for? Cannibalistic uh, well, humanoid underground uh, dwellers. There you two, go. There's two meanings in the movie. You'll have to watch watch it to find out what the second one is. What's the humanoids? Is it humanoids from the deep? Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's with Doug McClure, where it's like toxic waste produces yeah. these gill men who come out on the beach. I've seen one of these and not the other. Okay. I don't know okay. which. Well, I've got humanoids. Okay. Humanoids is the one on the beach. So I'll lend yeah. that to you. Yeah. Chud is in New York in the sewers. Nice. Um, so basically, uh, we just see a lot of this kid running around with a crazy grin on his face, murdering any and everyone in his path. And uh, people not really 
appearing to try to run from him that well. No. Yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, hesitating and, and no real sense of urgency to get away from the guy with the razor-sharp machete who just killed someone in front of you. Yeah. But uh, I do like the way the, the, la- the final girls keep stumbling upon mutilated people. The dude who was cut through the head. Brad King? He's the manager here. (laughs) Well, Brad King's head falls apart. He just pops up in one scene. He's like, I'm Brad King. I'm the manager here. (laughs) What, the movie? (laughs) I manage this piece of shit. But but I started thinking about like, so he sliced all the way through this dude's skull with a machete. Yeah. I think we know that's not likely. (laughs) I don't know. Machete's pretty sharp. You could probably get through his skull. Yeah. Um, let's see. Are there any other fantastic scenes that we're forgetting here? When he gets the uh, the doctor who's... Yes, he chops the doctor right in two. Yeah. Um, and then his brother goes back and puts it back together. Again. Yes, and then trips <laughs> over her legs. When he leaves this scene <laughs> over her real fakey looking legs that don't weigh anything. Her mannequin legs. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, uh, they involved a baby in this movie. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty stunning. Uh, yeah. I did like the idea of hiding a baby in a, in a cabinet. Yeah, she, she puts it in the cabinet, but it's like the blanket's still half out. So, and yes. Some reason it stops crying. It stops crying, and then the blanket is like yeah, it's like is she back using in as, there. Is she actually hiding it or using it as bait? She's using it as bait. It's a distraction. Maybe he'll kill the baby, and I can get right. Away. I can run away while he's doing. That. Yeah, while he's busy swinging the machete at the baby, and then I'm out. I don't know, man. Yeah, what can you what can you really say about all of these choices that they made? Except, uh, I understand why it sat on a shelf. I don't know. Well, so, this as I say on on your basic slasher level, it delivers you delivers the goods. It does do you know, that. If I was fourteen, I'd probably really like this. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just thinking as you're saying that. If if I'm if I'm my idiot self at sixteen mm-hmm. or seventeen, and I'm at a friend's house who's got cable, and this piece of crap comes on at like eleven p.m., we're gonna stay up and watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the way through. Yeah. Probably <laughs> laugh at a lot of it. I'm right, surprised right. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. It's just the kind of crap I would have loved at, like, 12. Right. And, and all have... over this. Like, ah, oh, his head came off. I'm pretty sure I've never seen Sleepaway Camp either. Oh, oh man. And that's right around the same Check era. Check out. Yeah. yeah. That one I'm pretty sure is available on one of the platforms uh, I have access to. I think I've got it on. Yeah, oh, right. <coughs> yeah, it's on one. I I've think it's on, on Shutter. I, I think it is. I'll find out. Netflix. Save you a trip to the, to your your personal library, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on one one or the other, and uh, you know I know it's a, it's considered a classic from the era. It's, but, uh, it's memorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, some notes I have here are that um, uh, scenes on the nature trails were shot on the campus of the University of North Florida. While the apartment complex was located in West Jacksonville, additional filming for the opening driving drive-in sequence took place in New Jersey. So that had to been in summer. Mm. Um, but I guess we're to assume that it was set somewhere warm because 
you know, like here in Denver, it's pretty cold around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend moving here for that very reason. Certainly What's not. What's the movie they're watching? Is it like The House Where Murder Dwells or something? The House like that. that Cried Murder. The House cried yeah, murder. I wrote that down somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, that can't be a real movie, right? Yeah, actually, I think it is. Because they thank Mm-hmm. They thank yeah. the movie at the There's end and the credits. Do you think it's better than Blood Rage? What could be be- better than Blood Rage? Mm, yeah, you're right. Slasher. Slasher or <laughs> Nightmare, Nightmare at Shadow, Shadow Woods. Woods. <laughs> Shadow Woods. Uh, there's no nightmare. There's no shadow nor any woods. Um, there's some woods. Uh, Yeah, there's some paths that sort of go through some sort of woody areas. Um Let's see. Um, additional filming for the opening driving sequence in New Jersey. Uh, according to Cantor, the only reason she appeared in the, uh, in the role of Dr. Herman had been because the actress hired to do the role from New York failed to show up. Cantor also noted that the production of the film was rocky with star Louise Lasser and director John Grismer not getting along on set. According to Cantor, Grismer quit during the middle of the shoot, though she was able to get... <clears throat> though she was able to get him to agree to return. So the film's working title was Complex, though it was retitled Slasher by Grismer. So there you have that. Man. Yeah, it was not easy, apparently, getting this thing made. It wasn't all roses like you'd expect. It was a real emergency. It wasn't all cranberry sauce like you'd expect. It's a real emergency. <laughs> get me my boyfriend. Um, let's see. <laughs> The, note, the, the notes uh, I have here say, although the film was shot in 1984, it was given only a limited release theatrically in the United States uh, by the Film Concept Group. Oh, that's a uh, shame. Under the, the Nightmare Shadow Woods title. Um, Eugenia asked, how could that girl get naked for this film? And I was like, nobody would, would have seen this. <laughs> what yeah, did it matter? It's more likely she'd be seen uh, just changing with the... Uh, with the shades partway open. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, which was also the cable TV title for this, was heavily edited, abbreviating much of the gore, but it contained the swimming pool, swimming pool scene not found in the 1987 VHS Blood Rage version by Prism Entertainment. Not prison, but prism. Um, prison Entertainment. <laughs> prison Entertainment. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to shank you and they're going to watch. <laughs> so uh, uh, the latter uh, contains all the gore and includes an early scene missing from Nightmare at Shadow Woods version. Blah, blah, blah. Maddie visits Todd at the mental hospital. Um, yeah. So there's all that. So the, it, had its, it had its complications. Man, and they persevere. Yeah. Um, in 2015, Arrow Films released the film on Blu-ray for some damn reason. In a three-disc limited edition. Three-disc. Two-disc were blank. <laughs> you need coasters to sit all your drinks on while you're getting hammered watching this piece of shit. The other two were thanks killing. Just to you're right. Think, oh, it was good. Yeah. You need that contrast. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Watch some thanks killing and uh, see how far you can get. I'll watch it all. <laughs> You'll have to report back. I'll sit through anything. Uh, wow. I don't know who Clayton Dillard of Slant Magazine is, but he awarded the film, um, you know, d- d- does he, is he in the movie? He awarded the film four and a half out of five stars, writing, 
funny, brutal, and featuring above average amount of TNA. Well, duh. That's what he's all about. Um, Blood Rage epitomizes the slasher film's sense of transgression, both in terms of bodily awareness and genre play. The Variety Film Review Guide deems the film a trite slasher flick, adding only Lasser experienced enough to realize the anemic script can only be played for laughs has any screen presence. Yes. Get me my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I love the scene where she sits on the floor in front of the refrigerator eating. <laughs> I do that. And she just see the movie would be so much better if it was just that. And there were like no <laughs> killing or anything till the very end when she realizes that Todd is back and he's killed again. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was quite an ending, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She goes out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What she's saying is like. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Todd. (laughs) And he's saying it too. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. He did it. I don't care which one of you is Todd. That's not cranberry (laughs) sauce. Uh, So um, I'm not going to ask whether or not you would recommend this. Yes. Who would you recommend it to, Will? Everybody. (laughs) There you go. Children and the aged, mostly. Yes. Yep. 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 Film fans and fans of Thanksgiving. Real snobby film fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, slasher film fans. Fans of the year 1984. Yeah. Uh, fans of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, oh. Fans of cranberry sauce. Fans of New or, Jersey or drive-ins. people who don't like cranberry sauce. Or people who don't not... like it. Yeah. People who like swimming pools. Uh, That's a good self-cleaning pool. It is. Yes, I wondered he that. He slashes up that guy and the pool is full of blood. Yeah. yeah. And then later it's clean again. Yeah. yeah. And I do like the fact that um, whichever guy's name it is, he jumps in with his bloody clothes and they come out completely clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's full of OxyClean. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, evidently, mom paid for swimming lessons after Todd went to the, the mental institute. Yeah. He can't swim at all at the end. Well, by the time we're recording again, it's going to be December. So I suppose we'll work on what our next wintry three is going to be. Because we didn't, I don't think we did that last year, but we did it the year before and it turned out to be a really fun episode. Yeah, I don't remember what we did last year. Um, I think last, is last year when we went to that Krampus movie? Yeah. Then we did rare, rare exports where we had Mike on the show, um, the professor of mm-hmm. German studies, I think it was. That's right. I saw him on Thanksgiving. He was at the Friends Thanksgiving thing, and uh, he's since been a guest on another podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, so he's an old season pro now. Yeah. He said he'd, be, he'd come back anytime. Yeah, he charges. Right. If he's got an idea for another yeah. winter. winter movie. Things involving Germany and winter and... Well, <laughs> he, he loves black metal. He's a he's a real expert on black metal. So if uh, you know if there's anything like that, we could talk about. We'll have Mike on the show. He only lives like blocks from here. Mere blocks. He didn't at the time, but now he does. Mm. He's a neighbor. So uh, we'll work on that. Some something wintry for next time, and we'll announce it on our Facebook and or Instagram. And that way, we'll be into full swing. Snow is falling. Uh, Grinches are creeping. Shit's getting real. Yes. Awesome. Well, anything else before we get out of here? Mm-mm. 
All right, listeners. Well, thank you for listening and uh, stay off the Mars. <laughs>